AviationPros.com is the portal website for AMT, airport business, and ground support worldwide magazines. Visit daily for breaking news, industry blogs, and insightful articles from our magazine's editorial team. And don't forget to sign up for our publication's daily e-newsletters. It's all at AviationPros.com. Thank you for tuning in to this edition of the Aviation Pros Podcast. I'm Jennifer Wilbershide, editor of AMT Magazine. Today, we feature a peek into my interview with Dan Wolf, founder and CEO of Cape Air, where we discuss Aviation's Alice, an electric aircraft Cape Air will be flying in the next few years. We talk about why being environmentally friendly is important, how the industry can benefit from this technology, and what it means for maintenance. You can find our story on electrifying the industry in the June-July issue of AMT Magazine, online and in print now. Now, what inspired Cape Air to try this aircraft for the future, and why do you think it is important to go that way? We, we have always been a company that is very conscious of our environmental footprint. And you know, if you look at our route map, we serve some of the most beautiful um, and also environmentally sensitive areas in, in, in North America and the Caribbean. So you know, consistent with uh, who we've always been as a company, um, we have looked for ways to uh, address the carbon footprint and um, electrification is one. We've done a lot of things. But 10 years ago, we built what was at the time one of the largest solar installations in uh, Massachusetts. And we did that again, mindful of trying to build offsets. We just finished our third major uh, solar project in our entire headquarters building. Two of our three hangars here in Hyannis are, are co- co- covered with solar panels. And we're producing more electricity here in Hyannis with our solar than we actually use. So we're just a company that has always been looking for ways to embrace sustainable practices um, and to uh, both recognize and address uh, our own footprint, our carbon footprint. And Mm -hmm. that's really why. And, you know, uh, I've been a pilot for 43 years, and I will tell you that for just about all of that 43 years, the electrification of uh, air transportation has been nothing more than a dream. Uh, It is so exciting for me uh, with my history in aviation to all of a sudden see this as a reality, which can address, I would say, the downside of our business. I think there's there, there's so many good things that we in aviation do, such a benefit to the to the world and society and connecting people and and giving us mobility. But uh, you know, between the carbon footprint and noise, both of which are addressed with the electrification of air travel, it will it really will address the downside of of some of that. So again, to summarize. Um, this is consistent with the company we've always been. Um, it's not just the solar practices. We have a whole sustainability program that includes things like um, conservation in all of our facilities and all of our locations, recycling at all of our locations. Uh, we've supported our employees in the past to bring uh, green practices home with them, looking for appliance efficiency, uh, home audits relative to energy use. So, you know, Jennifer, you can sort of hear that. Uh, we've been at this a while, and you know it's so exciting that the main thing that we do as a company, which is move people by, by air, we can now look for ways to do that that are consistent with 
um, our practices in other areas. Are there other benefits of this plane other than just, you know, helping the environment? Is it easier to maintain? Um, is it faster? Any Anything that's non-environmental that is also a benefit of this plane? Yeah, the capital cost of the airplane is going to be somewhat higher than the conventional airplanes that we've been using. But, for example, an electric motor is so simple and so reliable that, you know, we're currently overhauling our aircraft engines roughly every 2,000 hours. I think in, in discussions with aviation, their belief is that the electric motors that will be powering their airplanes will have an overhaul limit of like 20,000 hours. Um, the cost of electricity, now it's interesting because I have to be a little careful just because fossil fuel, um, you know, the price of oil has gone down so dramatically, but the the conversion uh, from kilowatt hour to um, a gallon of gasoline, um, which is what powers most of our airplanes, it's about 6.25 kilowatt hours per gallon of gasoline. And we're paying about $4 a gallon for gasoline and we pay about 15 cents a kilowatt hour, so you can do the math. Uh, we're paying about a buck uh, for the equivalent kilowatt hours as a gallon of gasoline. So the operating cost, not only is the overhaul time on the engines less, but the operating cost to power the engine uh, power plant um, will be significantly less as well, as we hope will be the maintenance cost. So we think that even though the capital cost of buying the airplane will be a little bit higher, we think we'll make up for that in the uh, operating costs of the airplane over time. Mm -hmm. So we're very excited by that. Um, you know, and because of that, because it, it should be a much cheaper product, um, it will allow us to go into communities that currently are not economically feasible to serve by air. Um, once you re dramatically reduce the operating cost, it's a game changer relative to what communities are viable relative to, you know, viable economically relative to air service. How does using electric change how maintenance is done or how often it's done? What do aircraft mechanics and technicians need to know? And how is Cape Air gearing up for this um, from a maintenance or operations perspective? Well, it's early. It's it's a lot. It's way too early to start training people because the airplane really mm -hmm. hasn't been finalized. But, you know, it is it is a completely different power. And I think, you know, when I, I have my airframe and power plant license, and I know when I went to school 38 years ago, um, you know, the technology that we trained on relative to reciprocating engines and turbine engines it doesn't apply when you're looking at an electric motor. I will say that the electric motor is much simpler than either the turbine or the piston engine. So that from a power plant standpoint, um, it should be very low maintenance. I mean, you're dealing with, um, any, as with any electric motor, you're dealing with very, with very simple technology. Um, so that I think from a maintenance standpoint, it'll be a simple airplane. It will embrace all of the modern technology relative to um, feedback mechanisms and data capture, um, you know, any, any of what you would expect in a modern airplane relative to trend monitoring, all of that stuff. So, you know, the airplane is going to be all of the uh, attributes uh, that, that, you know, modern technicians really have come to expe expect when they're, when they're doing maintenance. And I just think it's, it's going to be that much better in that regard. The biggest challenges right now are you know the, the the weight of the batteries, and I think as battery technology improves, you're going to see the the range of electric airplanes increase. You know one of the limitations now is how much energy can you actually carry on board in the form of battery storage. Um, so battery technology I think is still evolving, which is exciting, um, and we'll have to 
you know, keep an eye on that. And then, of course, the other big uh, challenge is to make sure that the airports that we're going to be serving have the infrastructure to, to, to do rapid charges on the battery, because uh, doing this is going to entail um, making sure that we land places where we can plug the airplane in and get it charged back up for the next flight. So I think the battery technology and the charging infrastructure are two of the issues that we're working on right now, in addition to maintenance programs and training programs and everything else. Currently, what is kind of like the time frame for charging one of these planes back up? The rapid charge. So, you know, our business model would be the airplane starts the day at 100% charge. And then, you know, our average flight will be somewhere around 40 to 45 minutes. Because if you look at our route map, that's sort of the distances we mm -hmm. fly. You fly the airplane for 45 minutes and you plug it in for probably a half an hour to 40 minutes between uh, the, you know, the first flight and the second flight. And you'll recapture probably 80 to 90% of what you used. So even though you start the day with 100%, um, on the second flight, you might start that flight at 95%. The third flight, you might start at 85 or 90%. So in the course mm -hmm. of the day, you'll, do, you'll, you'll plug in while, while the airplane is uh, turning between flights, mm -hmm. but you don't need to get back to 100%. You may finish the day having done, let's say, our typical airplane does eight legs a day. And you may finish the day at a, a 40 to 50 percent charge, um, and then overnight it can get back up to 100 percent. So, you know, because of our profile as an airline, it's not like we're doing three, four, five-hour flights. So it works perfectly for us because all we need to do is plug in and re recapture some of what we used, and then just go through the day slowly depleting the battery, but um, partially recharging it between every flight. If you enjoyed this podcast, you can find more episodes like it on AviationPros.com, along with breaking news from around the world of aviation. Until next time, thanks for tuning in.